from Lynchburg, Virginia. The Go Podcast. All right, sounds like we're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Goat Podcast. Uh, we have a very special episode for you today. Uh, Jacob Bear is back, and uh, we're gonna have a good episode. Um, we're gonna have a special guest, my friend Catherine Bradshaw, who is a ice girl for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, kind of a uh, kind of spreading our branches a little bit, more hockey mm-hmm. talk, but just a different side yeah. of things. And she also <laughs> works with marketing uh, for cool. a local company. So, we're gonna get to talk to her about that a little bit later on. But first, Jacob. I guess we got some football to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't want to bring it up, Josh, but since you brought uh, it up. It's all right. I mean, we got to talk about it for the show. I'm sure the fans, all 20 of them, are waiting to hear depressed Josh <laughs> talk. Um, I've had time to mourn. Yeah. It has been, it has been uh, roughly four days since the incident. Right. Um but, uh, I mean, it happens. Tennessee had a great game plan, and um, they did make mistakes, and we did. Basically, everything that was not working for the Ravens. Uh, we're also talking about the Ravens signing games, for those who may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, the game just didn't go as well as we wanted to, obviously. Um, Lamar had a good game stat-wise, but just, I mean, he was trying to do everything by himself, and he really couldn't. Uh, Miscuses, the opening drive, the Ravens were moving the ball well, and then um, – uh, Mark Andrews dropped a wide open pass and it just went off his hands into the defender's hands and uh, he ran it back to the 50-yard line. Titans had good field position, drove down the field and a receiver made an excellent play to score a touchdown. Um, it sucked. I was at a wedding during this time. Mm. I was streaming it on my phone. So Come On Eileen came on and then as soon as Come On Eileen came on, the Lamar throws the pick and now the song's kind of ruined for me until further notice. <laughs> I actually oh, really like that song. That's brutal. I really that like that song. Brutal. Yeah. So to be so to be fair, um, the first half is kind of a blur for me because it was between like watching it on my phone, doing wedding things. Getting, I was in a wedding, so I had to do some other stuff. Yeah, like get the get the groom's car ready for the send off. Right, send him off, then promptly drive back to the rental house that uh the family had. Yeah. Great house, by the way. Oh my gosh, such a great house. And um, kind of get ready for the game. So watching this huge theater in the house only to be disappointed and have my soul ripped from my body. Mm-hmm. But um, it's okay. Um, I mean, like I said, Ravens didn't play well. We had we went no for three for fourth down conversions. Um, play calling wasn't really that smart. I think we only bounced the just not great play calling, in my opinion. Um, the We kind of abandoned the running back run for a little bit. I think Ingram's injury did have a huge part to play in it. But um, it's all right. Uh, game ended poorly. Season ended poorly. In my mind, it was a good season in a way, but it was also a failure because mm-hmm. we didn't achieve the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll be okay. We'll be back next year better than ever, hopefully. And uh, my dad keeps equivalating this game to the UVA losing the UMBC game and then coming back and winning a national championship. Yeah, it could, it could so, happen uh, that way. You never know. It could happen. It, we don't know, but um, we'll see. We need a lot of help, um, but we can get into more, that more later on. Um, I mean, yeah. 100, only 100 days to the NFL draft, and we can retool. So uh, we do need receivers, though, and uh, at pass rusher. Mm-hmm. The Titans and Derrick Henry. Um, you know, Tannehill didn't do really much, but he won the game. So um, I've been seeing a lot of Lamar slander online. I don't think that's really necessary. No, Lamar just, did his job. Yeah, he picked one of the worst games to play poorly. Yeah. That's really what and it wasn't even that to. poorly. Yeah. It wasn't even that poorly. Just things didn't work out in his favor. And again, we could talk about the analysis later on. But mm-hmm. um, 
Uh, yeah, it sucks, but it's fine. I like laid in bed the day after, just kind of went to sleep, slept during some of the Texas uh, Chiefs game, mm-hmm. but still got enough of the that. Listen to Marvin's room a little bit, you know, mourn. <laughs> but we're fine. We're fine. Everything's good. Yeah. And uh, we have other games to talk about. So any other games you want to talk about, Jacob? Well, I didn't get a chance to watch the Vikings and 49ers. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers look legit. Um, and I, I love watching the Chiefs play. I, I think I think that showed all, that game showed a lot of resilience in that Chiefs Texans game, being down twenty four to nothing, and then coming back and blowing them out was really impressive to see from me. I think that's a very championship style, uh, yeah, for sure, kind of franchise move right there. It's just you know well coached, well disciplined, uh, right kind of opportunity. Or I, I I don't know. Like I I found that more intriguing than the fact that they just won the game. It's just like how they won it. Um, the fact that they came up with 28, point, 28 down and then score 50. Yeah, exactly. Points. Like that's a that's yeah. not a normal occurrence. And I, I think that no, shows a lot all. of just like they're they're in a different mindset now more than ever, in my opinion. And I think they're they're really clicking offensively. So um obviously if they're scoring over fifty points, but um yeah, uh I really enjoyed that one. I, I think they're my favorite out of uh um uh, AFL or AFC. Um, excuse me, yeah, AFL, NFC. Wow. Oh. NFC, no, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 29. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. They'd be my favorite, too. They're definitely my favorite. I don't think I think the Titans are like a fluke. I think Derrick Henry is really good, and Mike Rabel had a good game yeah. plan, but um, yeah, I don't see them beating the Chiefs at all. No, they're definitely going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and um, granted, I think I had the Saints, I think I had the Saints as my favorites coming out of the NFC, so maybe that's kind of a curse to whoever has uh, uh, the Jacob Bear prediction, but uh, hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, I went one for four for predictions last, like the wild card yeah. weekend. I guess we should – should we run those games back a little bit? I know it's been a yeah, while. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, that's fine. Um, let's talk about the – oh, gosh, I was traveling, so I didn't get a chance to watch as much as I would like to, but let's talk about Taysom Hill and how great he oh, is. Oh, he's great. Taysom Hill is great. He's what uh, Bronco Mendenhall would call a thorderback, which is just a – it's a guy that is able to do – uh, a lot on not just offense, not just like as a quarterback, but as a, you know, just a well put offensive asset. And, you know, Taysom Hill is a lot more um, all around the field as well. And it's just uh, really impressive to see. And yeah. Yeah. The Bronco, Bronco Mendenhall made uh, BYU alum. And so we'll see uh, if uh, Bryce Perkins might be able to fit that mold as well as the, the next, the Ooh, next that'd quarterback. That'd be cool to see. And quarterback, by the way, is like that's such a football guy name. Like that's so that's such a cool name. But um, I, 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 I can't picture Taysom Hill doing anything else other than playing football. Yeah, yeah. I think he just plays football. For <laughs> I mean, obviously that's where I living, yeah. but like I think all he does is his whole existence is football. Just on football but yeah, I, um. That would be really cool to see if uh if the next quarterback coming from the uh um Bronco Mendenhall era has that same kind of ability coming out of the NFL. But I really like Taysom Hill. I think he's very talented and a lot of people have obviously seen that as well. But um yeah, that was just not the Saints game and it's tough to see uh a potential controversial call uh at the end of the game end that way for the Saints again. So <laughs> What the Saints have a controversial car and get their hearts ripped out? No. Yeah, no, that yeah. doesn't happen like every year. That doesn't happen every year. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are they the most snake bitten franchise? Like good franchise right now? I would because say because I, like, I think they're just the they're the unluckiest. Right, because I feel yeah. like every time the Saints like lose in a playoff, it's in a heartbreaking fashion. Yeah. 
whether it be the beast mode, uh, the beast mode earth b- earthquake yeah. run that he had in Seattle, or you know the Vikings. Stephon like, Diggs, yeah. Stephon Diggs touchdown, former turf. By the way, thank mm-hmm. you very much. Um, or the uh, the the PI that wasn't called against the Rams. He had this. The Saints just get hosed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just not a good game. Uh. The Patriots are also dead. For this year. Wild. Yeah. And that, for this year. Yeah. For this year. And Brady will be back, and they'll probably win the Super Bowl next year. No. But, no. No. It's going to run through Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's not going to yeah. change unless they re- unless they adequately retool. I don't see the Patriots doing much. We'll next see. Year. I mean. I don't know. Anything can happen, but that's true. That is true. Anything can happen. Oh, but Patriots are dead. Did any other games happen Wild Card Weekend? Um, <sighs> the Titans look legit too. So, like, I guess anyone who I don't, I don't. See yeah, it, I know. Josh, y'all... Josh doesn't. Josh doesn't see it from the Titans. But I think if Derrick Henry, if you can stop Derrick Henry, which is a tough task, like you'll win the game. Right. But. So far, no one's been able to stop Derrick Henry, so they've been able to, you know, win games pretty handily. And uh, we'll see what happens with but this Der- Chiefs game because, like, if they can't, if the Chiefs can't stop Derrick Henry, it's going to be a long night. But that's true. But the Chiefs can also score, like, seem like uh, then again, the Ravens could all season. Yeah. Too. Um, I don't know. The Chiefs, Chiefs are more dynamic with their scoring. Let me put it that way than the Ravens were. Yes, I would agree. I, I think they have more assets as well. Like I mean, they, they also they have do. Travis they Kelsey, have... they have Patrick Mahomes, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right, now. right now. But um, yeah, they um, yeah, though the Chiefs have more reliable wide receivers than the Ravens do. Um, we had literally our receivers were Hollywood and tight ends by committee. Granted, one of our tight ends did make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But um, he was injured, and again, he had some just – he wasn't as effective as he was early on in the season. I think that's fair to mm-hmm. say. Um, a lot – we were really rusty. I wasn't really for starting our – starting our uh, – I meant sitting our starters against in week 17. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess you want – no one – don't want anyone to get hurt. So, right. um, came out rusty, and uh, we need more impact receivers. Holly, it's literally Hollywood Brown and some other guys for the most part. And then some tight ends, which I wish we could have rotated a little bit more. But um, again, that's it. I don't think the Titans are that good. I think Derrick Henry's a beast and a monster, and it literally took them stopping us on fourth down. It literally took them stopping us on fourth down, and three times, and us like making excuses for them to beat us. So we played our worst game, and they played their best. And I still didn't think they were that impressive. But going to teams who I don't think are that impressive, I don't think the Niners are that impressive to me. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I I mean, like, I think they looked really good. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, is going to be hard to beat. Um, so. but I think the Packers are also frauds. <laughs> so which one, I mean, like who's going to win that game then Josh, who's, who's your prediction? It's based solely off the defense. I think the 49ers can win the yeah. game, but, um, if you ask me if they're good, uh, they're okay. Like they're they have a good enough defense to win it. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. I, I don't trust. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is all that good. I think it's the. I'm kind of with you on both on that side of, um, with these NFC teams. I think they're both pretty talented though. Um. But I do think whoever comes out of the AFC is going to end up winning the whole thing. So. Um. Whether it's you said NFC AFC. AFC. Whoever comes out of the okay. AFC is going to win the whole thing. Um. In my opinion. Um, so, uh, I think I've got Green Bay and I've got, um, Kansas City 
Those are my two. Yeah. You said Green Bay, Kansas City. I can agree yeah. with that, too. Uh, I got Kansas City winning that one, too. Oh, man, I don't – yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Gosh, man, I just – I'm so hurt because this was our year to win it. I think he pissed away a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I but I don't know. I mean, you kind of ran through a brick wall with Tennessee. Like, they found all the flaws. Like, Mike Vrabel's a great coach. And so – Yeah, yeah, he is. I don't like him, but he yeah, is. I, I think you guys maybe had gotten out coached a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah, we definitely um, got a coach for sure. For sure. I, and I, their run game is phenomenal. So, like, if you can utilize the run game, really anything, I will be – it'll be very uh, exciting to see – or I don't know about exciting, but it'll be very strange to see Ryan Fitzpatrick win a Super Bowl. Um, Tannehill? Yeah, or Ryan, yeah, not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Tannehill. I get all my Ryans mixed up. but They're all the same, honestly. <laughs> but, no, we met – at least one of us met Ryan Fitzpatrick. We never met Ryan That's Tannehill. That's true. Yeah, we did meet Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um but yeah, I, if Ryan Tannehill wins a Super Bowl, that would be very entertaining to see. I'm not gonna lie, just because it's such I a would, it's such a wacky year, you know. I would I would question everything yeah. in my life. It wouldn't. It doesn't feel like Patrick Mahomes at least feels right winning a Super Bowl. Aaron like Aaron Rodgers feels right winning a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't win a Super Bowl. Like like Ryan Tannehill doesn't even win a Super yeah. Bowl. So again, we'll see. Um, well, Jimmy G's got one, doesn't he? Or no, he didn't. He got traded away, didn't he? I actually, I feel like he was a backup for a while, so he could possibly have one back, like just riding the coattails yeah. with Brady and Belichick. But again, I don't know. Um, all right, should we talk about? I feel like we talked about all the teams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered the Packers. Covered, yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about LSU and how great they are and Coach O? Our Coach Yo, o. that's our guy, dude. Well, I'm telling you, that's our guy. We've been, we've we been on the Coach o. o wave for what two years now. Yes, because oh. we heard him say "Go Tigers" and heard him talk yeah, once. once, and we just love him. Yeah, Coach O is a legend. Uh, us at the Go Podcast, very happy to see Coach O and Joe Burrow winning. Joe Burrow's a monster from in college. He I don't know how well he transferred, but he is a yeah. monster in college. Athens, Ohio native. Shout out Ian Frazier, who went to Ohio University, my cousin. But, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see them win, and uh, I was very excited. And, uh, you know, even though Clemson's an ACC team, and that would have been entertaining to see as well, I nah. I think I think LSU winning was uh, in, in New Orleans, too. I think that was just the story, Brooke, that uh, needed yeah. to happen. And the, way, and the way Joe Burrow carried himself after with the whole, like, this is just awesome. I mean, I'm really happy for LSU. I know – shout out to Nate, who's a friend of mine, who's an LSU mm-hmm. fan from Louisiana. Uh, I'm just really happy to see LSU win, and uh, I love Coach O, and I like Joe Burrow as a college quarterback. Yeah. Um, and now he's going to go he'll to get the Bengals. Draft. He's going to go to the Bengals, and then Baker Mayfield will officially become the worst quarterback in the AFC North. Really? I mean, if Ben comes back, would you put Baker over Ben Roethlisberger? I don't know, dude. I, I think he would have to come down to – I mean, obviously, from history, no. Of course not. Exactly. But, like – Coming back from that injury, I don't know, yeah, dude. This going to be bottom tier, but like, I would put him over. Lamar's the best quarterback in that division. I would put him over. Uh, shoot, what's his name? Mason Rudolph. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. I put him over that. In Duck. Yeah, and- I put him over Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Yeah, but okay, probably not. Fair. Probably not over Big Ben though. But I would put him over Mason Rudolph by a mile. So that's fair. Mason Rudolph's terrible. Yeah. I was so wrong about him. <laughs> like, I need to. 
I need to apologize to everyone I know about how wrong I was about Mason Rudolph because I thought he was going to be good. Yeah, I thought he was going to be really good at that. Yeah. So I was then wrong. Then he got whacked in the uh, head. Then he got whacked in the head a couple times and never was the same yeah. after that. Uh, our friends from part of my take might say his head is too big to be a good quarterback. Oh, wow. I've not heard that one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you haven't heard that running too? No. His head's too big to be around. Oh, okay. Well, that was a big Maybe that's why he got hit. Maybe that's why he got that's hit. Crazy. It's just a, too big of a target. Yeah. Um, last football thing, because I think we're just going to talk hockey unless you had, and college basketball maybe a little bit real quick before we throw it over the cast. Yeah. If, man, I really don't want to talk about college basketball. <laughs> okay. We, all right. Let's just not – Virginia just lost nope, again. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. We won't say about college basketball except this. Liberty is still really good. Oh, uh, Clemson beat Duke. So Clemson beat two, two claws. We're yeah, happy. Shout out Faith Anderson as well. Uh, South Carolina shout out to just uh, knocked off Upset. Kentucky. Kentucky, yes, off a buzzer beating dime. It was unreal. We got, we got to get Faith on the show. Yeah. I don't think she'll do it, but we got to get her on the show. <laughs> um, uh, last thing about football, and we talked to college basketball. Um, Aaron Hernandez documentary. Dude, I haven't even I haven't even seen the trailer. All I heard about was the storyline. All I've seen the trailer I've only seen for uh for the documentary was uh the thirty for thirty ten part segment for the Bulls, which looks incredible, yes. by the way. That does I'm look very excited for that one. But I'm very no, excited. I All haven't right. seen the Aaron Hernandez one. So I'm guessing it's right, going it through just, the whole biopic of like his life and everything and yes, how it, it unraveled. It just, re- it just released on uh, <laughs> it just released on Netflix. Oh wow. And I'm scrolling through. I'm literally mentioning Aaron Hernandez. Don't look it up because it might spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm literally scrolling through mentions about Aaron Hernandez on Twitter, and let me tell you, it is hard not to crack up while uh, while watching this. Uh, well, I mean, I know, doc- I know what happens. Like it's. A- I mean, yeah, you know, but no, there's a lot of things you may not know oh, unless you, unless you a- watch it. Oh, okay. Unless you watch it or listen to a former podcast by SI about the Aaron Hernandez. Gotcha. Ooh, Louisville so Duke on Saturday. Who you got in that? Uh, basketball. Yeah. Uh, is Patino still the coach? He's not. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Louisville. Out of the spirit of Rick Patino, Louisville. Yeah. All right. I yeah. And, Papa John's and, not even a fan anymore. Did you see that? I saw. He switched to UK. Yeah. So, well, I mean, because they took all the licensing off after he said all that wild stuff. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. And now he's a Kentucky fan, which is the dumbest thing. But, yeah. Pop, poor Papa John. <laughs> what if we get, if we could get Papa John on the show, would we get him? Like, would you do it? If we have Papa John on the show, of course we would do it. Are you kidding? I think we'll do almost anybody at this point, dude. If we got, if we got anyone at this rate, that'd be great. Yeah, that's true. Or just like you know, but we're gonna like get some good guests. Listeners. Like, I, I, yeah, think we're, we're gonna get I some great guests. Boil down to it, I think. I think uh, the young goat, White Magic, uh, Will Bear, will be back, and uh, awesome. Maybe, maybe he'll finally have to tell the story of how he got the name White Magic. I don't know if we've talked about that in the podcast. We, I actually have known him for years, and I don't know the name. It's of the an story. amazing, it's, it's an amazing story. I'm gonna let him talk to talk about it when he uh, is a guest. That's good. But, uh, it's it's okay. a great story. So Dan was obviously a great addition to of the podcast course. last week, and we're gonna get him on Another again because I love him. Yeah. Another goat. Uh, we're the original female goat of the goat podcast. Miracle is gonna be on. She said after the 28th. Yeah. So we will get them on then. Um, have we had any other female guests yet? I don't think so. No, so this is the second female guest we've had. So we're about to throw it over to our second female guest right now. Let's go to Catherine Bradshaw, and I hope you enjoy this. Ice Girl for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Catherine Bradshaw. All right, let's go. Let's go. Hey, Catherine. Hey, what's up? Nothing much. Uh, welcome to the GOAT podcast. How are you doing? Good. 
no problem at all. So it's just me doing the interview today. Jacob um, has to take care of something else for class tomorrow. So I'm happy to have you on. And I know a little bit about you, but our listeners do not. So do you want to just give a rundown about who Catherine Bradshaw is? <laughs> sure. So I um, graduated from Liberty University this past May with a degree in business. I've been a figure skater for 14 years and currently work as an ice girl for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So just fun fact about myself. Um, I don't know. Originally from Ohio, living back in Ohio now, obviously working for Columbus. Yeah. Um, so are you originally from the Columbus area? I am from a small town called Wilmington. It's about an hour south of Columbus. Okay. So is it, I guess it's not near Canton, Ohio, then where the pro football fame is. No. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So we're actually not just a sports podcast. We're also a sport business podcast. Myself and the other co-host, Jacob, um, we both graduated from Liberty with sport management degrees. So we're, when we made the podcast, we wanted to not just do like the random, like, oh, hey, we're two friends and we want to talk sports podcast. We want to talk a little bit about business. So what got you interested in business? And if I'm not mistaken, you do marketing, correct? I do. Um, I guess business is just something I've kind of always been around. Like, um, my parents own their own business, so it's just always something I've been interested in. Okay. With, but, uh, go ahead. What, what do they do for their business? Just give them a free advertisement real quick. <laughs> um, my dad is a plasterer. Nice. So, he does, like, exterior work, and then my mom runs, like, the accounting and that sort side of it. So That's cool. <laughs> so, business has always been a part of your family? Yeah, just kind of always been a thing. But, honestly, like... I wasn't originally a business major when I started. I was actually, I was an engineering school dropout. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, um, I graduated high school, kind of the typical high school student, had no idea what I wanted to do. And my teachers and such just recommended, hey, maybe you should try engineering because I had done really, really well in calculus. And I got to engineering and I absolutely hated it <laughs> and with nowhere else to go. I was like, hmm. I'll just do business. That works. <laughs> yeah. And you working, you're, you have a marketing degree, correct? I do. Uh, you have also have a day job. We'll talk to the, about the ice girl stuff later, no sports stuff, but like, yeah. how's marketing and what company do you market for? If you don't mind me asking. Um, sure. I work part-time for a small tech company out of Dayton, Ohio called Lex tech. Okay. It's actually, um, but like though the company itself is small, we work, it's like, um, it's hard to explain. It's a software company mm -hmm. um, within like aerospace industry. So we work it. I think the software, like kind of understand it. Um, it measures like the crack life of metal. So like if you like for planes, essentially, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. No, that makes sense. But, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, aerospace is huge. There's a huge Air Force base here in Dayton. So, like, aerospace is kind of a big industry in Dayton. Right, because, you know, the Wright brothers are from the area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, quick question. Ohio versus North Carolina question. Who claims uh -huh. the Wright brothers more? Is Dayton or North Carolina? Oh, gosh. I've had this debate with North Carolinians, actually, because we, on our license plates in Ohio... Uh, we are we call ourselves the birthplace of aviation, right. which I think is an accurate term because we were actually I mean, that's Ohio was where the Wright brothers were born. That's true. But of course, North Carolina has first in flight because that's actually where they took their flight. Right. So I think I mean, I think it's a debate. But I mean, I think in that regard, 
both are correct. We are the birthplace of aviation. And they did most of their work in Ohio. Honestly, all North Carolina provided was the wind that they needed to fly. So I think Ohio has a little bit more claim to it. That's fair. But I might be a little biased. That's also fair. I mean, hey, Ohioans are proud to be from Ohio. Um, we are. So growing up in Ohio, who were your sports teams? I mean, I know the answer because like, I'm friends with you, but like, <laughs> who, who do you want to give the audience like a rundown of your sports fandom so we can judge whether we like you or not? Uh, sure. I'm not the most proud of it, but I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan for most of my life. My family had season tickets to the Bengals when I was young, and that's kind of where I got my introduction to football. So. Gotcha. And I've been disappointed now for 50 those 15 years of my life yep it happens <laughs> um hey we got the number one draft pick this year we'll see if anything gets better i mean joe burrow's coming home and true jacob and i just talked about how great joe burrow was in college and how if he goes to the Bengals, he will be way better than baker mayfield is uh-huh so i think i think you guys will be okay unfortunately for me as a ravens fan but um Coming from the other side of it, the Bengals were always that team where, like, I never really cared about until I absolutely had to because Mm y'all had, like, you guys were so weird where you guys would have, like, these weird playoff goals, but no one really believed in you guys. But you guys could definitely mess up someone's season. Like, Oh, for sure. (laughs) I remember – and I used to love Carson Palmer a little bit, and I loved – I still love Chad Johnson. He's just a great player Mm -hmm. and just a great entertainer. So uh, I have no animosity toward the Bengals, but I will never forget the Bengals for Christmas Eve – in 2017, I think, 2017 going into 2018, when they beat us off of 4th and 12, and I was so angry, I left the cabin that my family was renting out for a vacation and just went for a walk in the middle of the snowstorm to cool off. So I have to thank you guys for that miserable moment of my life. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> uh, do you have a baseball team at all? Not really. Gotcha. I've... Baseball's boring to me, That's in fair. my opinion. That's fair. Um, okay. So, you, let's talk about skating. I know you're a part of a sacro skating team. Yeah. You were a part of a sacro skating team when we were both at Liberty. Um, I'm going to be honest. Before I met Brianna, who is a good friend of mine and the team captain, uh, I didn't know what sacro skating was. Never heard of it. But I did end up going to one of your Christmas shows, and I thought it was spectacular, and it was really cool, and that what you guys do is really, really awesome. So, do you want to talk about how you got into skating? Yeah. So I started skating just individually. I think it was around eight years old. And the details of how I got into it are kind of fuzzy to me. I think I was just kind of, you know, I was that normal kid going through like trying this sport and trying that sport. And I tried skating and it's kind of the only one that stuck. Yeah. Um, And then so that's really all I did. And then I got that's the only sport I ever played. Um, and then I got into synchro skating when I was, I was about 12 Okay. and it was kind of, I still skated individually. Like you have to skate individually to, to be able to skate as a part of the team, like have individual achievements and such. Um, but synchro was definitely like the passion I had and it's kind of actually what ended up bringing me to Liberty because I had never even heard of Liberty University really until I looked up yeah until I looked up schools that um had a synchronized skating program so you came to Liberty based solely off of sacral skating essentially yes I never <laughs> knew that wow that's really cool yeah that's really cool um mm-hmm. so what other schools did you, like what other schools have sacral skating you want to talk to the process of like you looking and finding it or is it just like you saw it yeah. and you found it 
Um, so basically the process was kind of like, yeah, I was looking into schools that had, that had the program. And I mean, there's a lot of schools mainly in like Michigan and Minnesota and those type of places. Right. Places that are places that are really, really cold. Yeah. Places that are really, really cold and, um, also really, really, really expensive. Yes. Like even way more than Liberty. So like just kind of based on the fact that they had skating and the price point was a little better than some of those schools and at least it like it made my list of schools to visit right and um so I actually only visited two schools in that process um I had a list that was a bit longer but just like kind of never made it out there I visited Liberty and I visited Ohio University right but those two schools are extremely extremely different and yeah I know (laughs) yeah I know yeah, I one's a never... huge party school and the other is not. <laughs> exactly. Um, I never actually ended up applying to Ohio University. I hated it when I went. Was it that bad for you? It was. It was like because I visited Liberty in Ohio like within the same week, and I oh, saw wow. Liberty. F- I saw Liberty first. Okay. And so, like touring that, touring Liberty, and like seeing the culture of Liberty fitting in way more with like who I was as a person. Right. Um. And then, like, going to Ohio and just it being totally different. Like, they're not ashamed at all of their partying ways. Right. They have, the, long, like they have the longest mile stretch of bars <laughs> on, uh, in the country, I believe. Yeah. And I Which was isn't, like, like, if that's what you want to do, that's perfectly fine. But, like, yeah, that's I mean, not everybody. That's, that's not oh, your yeah. personality. No, not right. at all. I'm, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I hated it. I didn't even apply to OU. I was just like, I'm going to Liberty. That's it. Gotcha. <laughs> We have a funny story, like, in the sport management department, we have a funny joke about Ohio. They were actually mm-hmm. the first school to actually have sport management, like, ever, in the yeah. 1960s or 70s. Um, so, like, we respect them for that in. And um, there's a conference in South Carolina called the SEVT Conference. And last year, my coach, Jacob Bear, was a part of a team. And Miracle was a former guest on the show, first female guest on the show. They were part of a case team, and Faith Anderson, too. We're part of the case team that um, actually beat Ohio in a sport management like competition, which was a huge deal for us because like we beat the original people, the original sport management department, and they uh, were really good at preventing the case. So that was like a little small victory for us and people who were involved with the show. So we were happy about that. But yeah, we are uh, we consider Ohio our intellectual rivals in sport management department. For sure. So to hear hey. you choose Liberty over Ohio brings a warm a warm smile to my heart. Oh. Liberty all the way with that one. Roll flames. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's really cool. So um, sacro skating, uh, talk about the aspect. Like a lot of people don't know that Liberty has a lot of club sports. So mm-hmm. a lot of the major sports at Liberty are um, club hockey, which has, gosh, five different teams, three men's teams, two women's teams. And yeah. I, we have a, our men's lacrosse team is a club sport. And a lot of people think club sport, oh, it's just people that get on like that are just like not really like they just go play sports recreation like in a mural and no we run our club sports program like a dt program oh yeah and club sports is huge at liberty so like talk about what it was like being on a team and all the great people you met like my personal best friend brie gasoline <laughs> and um and morgan too morgan was awesome too and obviously you're great so like you want to talk about the team dynamic and uh what was it like being on a team that just that awesome i guess yeah I mean, it was awesome being on the team for Liberty because, like, I I loved synchronized skating. Like I said, that was kind of my passion when I was going through, like, middle school and high school in skating. Um, But I loved, like, 
um, being able to actually represent a school because I mean, my old team, like we all went to different schools. We just represented the same rink essentially. Right. But yeah, I mean like it's definitely not like, Oh, I'm just going to do this for fun. And in my spare time, like we had practice practice early, early, early in the morning, like 5 a.m. Right. Yeah. Well, I was awake at 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. They started at 6:30 Tuesday and Thursday and like I mean it was run in the point like you I mean like if you didn't show up to those like you there were consequences Absolutely. I mean it was yeah and then on top of that we had practice on the ice 3 days a week 2 hours on Monday an hour both Tuesday and Thursday each mm-hmm. and then off ice walkthroughs like reviews of the choreography once a week i mean we were on a strict schedule and i mean that was i mean that was just skating right like i've like i mean like you said i i got to know quite a few club sports athletes like especially like the hockey team right i mean their schedule was insane i know their travel (laughs) schedule alone is insane going all the way Uh like in the middle of their season they went over to finland for they just got back from finland a couple of days ago for a mission trip like finland and I know. <laughs> it was insane. And um, those like the thing about the club sport athletes is they're just normal people. But like they they can yeah. be rock stars on campus and like but to us, they're just normal people and just great athletes and just some of the like some of the salt of the air people, especially like the Seiko team. I've always had great experiences with you guys. Um, just awesome people. Super nice, super chill people. The hockey team I'm good friends with now. They yeah. like I I literally went from when I came to Liberty they were had a reputation as those crazy hockey guys but now they're some of the most like sweet nicest guys in the world super chill super like awesome just great just salt to the air people. Um, sure. I work with the lacrosse team and those guys are just absolute <clears throat> studs and just amazing and just like it's just surrounded by great people so like like athletes especially at Liberty University are like salt to the earth just down to earth just generally nice people who just want to play sports and do the best they can. Absolutely. So it's really cool to just hear the team dynamic. What's some of the good places you got to visit it with your Seiko skating team? Um, yeah. So we went, we had a competition in Florida one year. That was really awesome I because, it. I mean, and it was in January too. So it was really awesome to be like, oh, it's snowing everywhere else because it snowed the day we left Lynchburg. Right. It's like, let's go to the beach. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, we went to New York city a couple times because we'd have competitions like in the Boston area or yeah, it was mainly when we were on our way to the Boston area, we'd always stop in New York on the way. And then my junior year, we had nationals in Portland, Oregon. That was really cool. What was Portland like? I hear it's a great city. It was, it was, I mean, definitely out there when they say keep Portland weird, they mean it. I believe it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that was just it was a special trip. I mean, just because I mean, it was nationals It was the first time Liberty Synchro ever qualified for nationals. Right. So that was it was just it was really cool. Right. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any funny stories about some like moments on team that you want to share? If not, it's totally fine. It's just like, I feel like one of the best things about being an athlete is just being on a team environment and like just sharing stories about other teammates and stuff that were just all in good fun. Um, if you don't, it's totally fine. I know I'll put you on the spot. So, yeah, I, like I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure many funny things happened, but like I cannot think of anything off the top of my head. Gotcha. Well, okay, let's get to the main event of our topic. You want to talk about the Blue Jackets a little bit? 
Yeah. Let's talk about with what you do. I want to keep this about you for a little bit, and then we can talk about sure. the team itself. So, like, how did you, like, think about becoming an ice girl for the Blue Jackets? Because that was a total shock to me. Like, I knew you were a hockey fan, but I think I told you a couple weeks ago, I didn't know how, like, super involved in hockey you were. I thought you were just, like, a casual fan. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> our schedules didn't really line up where we could, like, hang out and talk that much. But, like, it was, like, I was really, like, I knew I was super happy for you guys when you guys swept the lightning, and I still have a good chuckle about that every now and then. But um, good times. Good times. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So let's talk about how you got involved being the ice girl for the Blue Jackets. Yeah. So I guess I kind of thought about it casually. Um, I think it was the summer before senior year of the going back to Liberty. Okay. Because I mean, I. It's funny, like you say, I'm a huge hockey fan, and I am, but it's actually, that's kind of actually like a newer thing right, for me, because right. it was like, I mean, I didn't watch hockey actively until I got to Liberty, until like there was a hockey team right there exactly. for me to watch. Exactly, Um So like, I didn't even know until I went to a Blue Jackets game in person that like the ice crew was even a thing. Right. Um, but seeing that... um because at the Blue Jackets, um, even if you're a figure skater, you can still wear figure skates. Because I know some ice girls, like some crews on the team, like even if the girls have a figure skating background, like they have to switch to hockey skates. Really? Yeah. Like I think Dallas might have that policy. And I think I read Edmonton also has that policy. So like there's a few crews out there where it's like, no, you're strictly in hockey skates. So to like when I was at a Blue Jackets game and I saw some of the girls in figure skates, I thought to myself, hey, I could do that. That's true. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think it was the summer before I left to go back to Liberty for my last year that I saw the ad pop up like, Hey, we're looking for um, new people to join our crew. And I thought, Hey, well, maybe I'll do that next year. And um, got back home, not really sure of like what I was going to do after graduation. And then the ad popped up again. And I thought, eh, I'll just try out for fun. Like, I don't, I don't, because I really didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. Right. You like, just kind of did it as a shot in the dark because, like, you thought it was really cool. You yeah, liked the team like, and you were recently a new hockey fan. Exactly. It was just like, I'm just going to, like, you know, like, this could be a fun thing to to at least try. Right. To say, like, I, I went and I tried out for a professional hockey team's ice crew. Like, that's really awesome. And I got there and went through the tryout process and actually made the squad, which awesome. was really awesome. And I've loved doing it. Like, it's definitely, like, one of the best jobs I've held. Really? That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. It's so much fun because, I mean, like, the combination of getting to watch hockey, mm -hmm. my favorite team, and then, like, also, like, putting on my skates, my own skates, and getting out there, you know, about nine times a game. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Like, I actually get to say for once I'm paid to put on my skates, which is really freaking awesome yeah it's always good when you get paid to do something you love like i think that's exactly. very special about the field that like we're in where we can literally just get paid to do something we love to do and have a passion for and i think that should be a goal for everyone that's starting Absolutely. out to work like if you're working somewhere make sure you're at least you're trying to work somewhere make sure you are like passionate about what you do and then you can get paid for it and you're living like the best life you can possibly live for the most part for sure um okay let's back up a bit because you said you became a hockey fan right when you became like a freshman at liberty Mm -hmm. like what drew you into the sport like how did you get into it because i also i saw one game when i was in high school a freshman in high school i thought yeah this is cool but like i don't know how to keep up with it i don't know the rules so it was kind of dormant until i got to college and i was really surrounded by hockey at, like 
like everywhere so like was it kind of a similar thing for you like you yeah okay I mean it was it was kind of like I mean I came into Liberty like still as a huge sports fan right because I mean like I said kind of going back I mean since my family had season tickets for the Bengals growing up and like watching football like I knew football really well too right I still do right and um <coughs> but um and I'd go to Liberty's football games and obviously I'd have fun, but I had a roommate who said like, no, we you got to go to a hockey game. Right. Like, those exactly. are really, really fun. Exactly. And, um, and I said, okay, I'll go. And like, I started going and like, kind of like you said, like I didn't know the rules at first, but as someone who had grown up, you know, especially as the girl who had grown up always knowing the rules of whatever, of the sport she was watching, it drove me nuts Right. that I had no idea what was going on. Right. So I just kind of started watching and then it was the Stanley cup playoffs, um, 2017 okay. that I watched like religiously. And it was honestly, it's funny, funny enough. It was because the, uh, it was the year the final four teams were, um, Pittsburgh and Ottawa. And I remember Anaheim that. And Nashville. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. And I was honestly at first, like, I got really invested because as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I hate all things Pittsburgh. Same. As a Baltimore fan, I hate all things Pittsburgh. So I was just like, come on, Ottawa. Like, I got so invested, and I was so disappointed when Ottawa ended up losing that. But it was through watching that playoff that I was, like, starting to understand. I was like, wait a minute. I'm starting to get this. And it was kind of the same thing. Like, it just – I learned football the same way. just Trial by fire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but after that, I was just like, okay, I'm hooked. This is it. And then, I mean, I really only kind of got in with the blue jackets because I mean, they were the local team. Okay. So it's honestly all that was televised yeah, when I would get home. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. If you, I know. I don't even know what the listeners know the story about how I got into hockey, but, um, kind of give us some other thing, quick rundown because this episode is about you, not about me. <laughs> I just really want to give a quick rundown because I think our stories are kind of similar in the sense that like I didn't really know what was going on, but like I went to a high school game. It was Loyola, which is my high school versus Coward Hall, and we were rivals at literally everything: academics, football, basketball, baseball, literally anything. So me and my dad went out to the rink, and I see dudes on the ice, and I never noticed how fast the game was, and I didn't know the rules. So I get there, and these high school guys are flying, and not only are flying on the ice, they're hitting each other, and you can hear the intensity, like people bang on the glass, like. I'm slowly picking up the rules, like what's off sizes and different stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is really cool. The game ended in a 3-3 tie. And like, it was about to go to shootout, but they ran out of ice time. So like, everybody kind of left it a bad taste in their mouth, but it was such a fun experience. So I get the liberty and my friends, Deshaun and Nate, they're like, hey, you got to go to a hockey game. I'm like, yeah, I like, I really want to go. I was like, no, you got to go to a hockey game. It's like, yeah, go to a hockey game. First hockey game I go to freshman year in 2015. We, they opened up the new rink, which was really cool and really beautiful. There was a fight. We lost, but, like, there was a fight, and someone got upended over, like, just upended across the, like, it was just insane. And, like, just a fiery, like, raw, like, physical atmosphere, and I was hooked. And I, like, picked the team. I picked the Caps because they were close to the team to me, and their games were always televised. And mm-hmm. um, the first – I would watch, like, Wednesday night games, and they were on while I would do homework in high school. But the first game I actually sat down and, like – paid attention to and watch was the game seven of the Rangers and Caps in 20, the summer of 2015. Um, Caps lost in overtime because of Stefan goal. But then I just started mm-hmm. watching it ever since. And I remember that playoff series that you're talking about. 
um, the Penguins Ottawa series. I thought that's a weird matchup just with two small market teams. And uh-huh. Kunitz had a oh gosh, Kunitz had a goal in double overtime. I can see it now. Yeah, and it was just like oh gosh, anyone on to win the cup for their second back to back, their second of the back to back, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, just an insane game. So uh, yes, the Blue Jackets. My history with the Blue Jackets. I think they're cool. I think they have a good arena. Nationwide arenas, I hear uh, underrated arena. I think the Cannon's really, really cool as far as like marketing goes. Like, oh, yeah. no other place has a Cannon that. How loud is that Cannon? It's pretty loud. Like, honestly, like I've been to Blue Jackets games, and like the first couple games, like I was working, and it's like I know the Cannon's coming, mm-hmm. and it would still startle me. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are your teammates? Because I know, like, obviously, the environments of skating at Liberty and then skating with the Blue Jackets must be a little bit different. Have you been mm-hmm. welcomed by the team? Have they been really chill, like, oh, like welcoming you with open arms? Yeah, they're really great. Awesome. Like the, like our team is pretty evenly split between people who have like the veterans of the team and the new people, and I mean everyone's really chill. No one's like really like. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good group. Good. I'm really proud of it. I'm really happy to hear that because like yeah. I like I know teams can get like kind of like insane and kind of mistreat people sometimes so it's always good to hear a team treating you guys well and i really like how the blue jackets market like you guys because you guys do it really well like because if you hear the like the term ice girl or ice crew like they're a picture that comes to your mind and like sometimes it's not the best picture when it comes to like respect and stuff like that and i really like how they put you guys out there how like they how like just from like hearing your story like they talk about you guys in a very positive way everyone there's really positive everyone's having a great time Oh, yeah. So I'm really happy to see how, like, you've gotten involved with that. Um, I know you're not allowed to interact with the players at all. I know that is Correct. a rule. But, like, have you, like, had, like, a still moment where you're just skating by and you thought, oh, wow, like, it's really cool to see this person on the ice? Um, Are you allowed yeah. to say that or no? I don't want to get you in trouble. Are you allowed to say this? No, no, no. I'm I'm allowed to talk about it because it's not, like, it's not, like, a super, like, there are some teams that have even stricter policies than us. It's not like we have to act like the players like don't even exist. Right. Like, I mean, like there was a time where like we walk by them all the time when they're in their warm up circle playing with that with the soccer ball, mm-hmm. and like there was a time where like it got away from them and I just stopped it with my foot because like that's that's allowed. Right. Um. So like yeah, I mean. It's it is pretty cool. Like sometimes, like I think some of the funniest things that happen are like when the players um, like don't see you coming because we we have to keep our formation right. So like if a player's in our way, like we have to wait right. And actually, like last night, I was stopped for a very long time, twice by Brad Marchand. Oh wow, the cock- the, the sewer rat himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, I mean, he was talking to the ref like one of the times I was going, and we had already been stopped earlier because their goalie had to have like his his padding or something adjusted by the equipment manager. So and like we have a very limited time to do this, and like Brad's talking to the ref. They're not getting out of my way. I don't know what to do. Eventually, I just kind of like pipe up and like, hey excuse me, whatever. <laughs> and um, they get out of my way and I just like fly. I like it. I'm running at this point because I'm like, I'm going to get stuck out here. I'm really like, I need to get out of here. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like 
I feel like the like I've noticed more players from like the opposing side only because I feel like I feel like our players know how to get out of our way. Right. I feel like the other players are the ones who are like, "Where are you going?" That makes sense. That makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah, that's really cool. No, Brad Marchand, he's a he's a player. No, I hear he's actually a really cool guy. So I just like messing about him because I don't like him as a player, but I guess a person he's really cool. All right, let's run through the Blue Jackets real quick. I got the roster right in front of me, and I have their points right here. Currently, uh-huh. they're sitting at a spot, one spot out of the wild card spot, which is kind of surprising, honestly. Yeah. Seeing how you guys start the year, but Torch has really turned you guys around. You guys are actually tied with the Flyers, who are playing right now, or they just wrapped up. Um, so you guys are still in the thick of things, and like it's still early. Anything can happen in the East. So. Oh yeah. The I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if you guys made the playoffs. Um. And let's go through these names. As far as names go, I think the Blue Jackets have my favorite roster as far as names go. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to run off some names and just give, like, uh, just a quick assessment of everything. You have one of my favorite names ever, Pierre-Luc Dubois, with, 30, oh, yeah. with 34 points. Um, Nyquist was a good pickup a couple, like, last year with 31 mm-hmm. points. Um, skipping around a little bit. Seth Jones, who I read a really good article with about last night with him and his mom in the Players' Tribune. He has, um, gosh, Seth Jones has 25 points right now. Oliver Bjorkstrand, a b- great name with 23. And uh, Boone Jenner, uh, one of my favorite role players in the NHL, 17 points. So you guys got some talent. Um, and Corpus, Cor- uh, Corpus Sala, he's a... He's been doing pretty well as a goalie right now. Goalie, so. Yeah. Injured. Is he still injured right now? He is still injured. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. Elvis Merzlikin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was struggling there. I am not a name guy. Yeah, but he's uh, been doing pretty well uh, from Latvia. So, yeah. um, yeah, you guys look pretty set, which is really interesting because you guys went all in last year, like. All and you guys like traded for Duchesne and like you guys had Panarin locked up for that year and you guys were just going after anybody and everything and everyone and everything and um, I thought it paid off though. Obviously, you guys didn't win the cup, but mm-hmm. you swept the number one team in one of any number one teams in NHL history, and yeah. um, it paid off because I think the fans really it helped the fans really buy into the culture there. And Absolutely. I think that's something that is really special, especially for a small market team like you guys. And you guys have a good coach, and your general manager seems to be doing pretty well. So um, I'm really proud of you guys, the way you guys are going. Obviously, as a division, like a fan of a division team, I can't really root for you guys. But I will root for you and your ice crew all the time because of, like, how, like, how much fun you're having, how great they're treating you. And, like, you're a good friend of mine. So, like, I'm really happy for you to get this opportunity. And it's really cool to see like the different side of things. Like a lot of people don't really give you guys crew the type of credit y'all deserve, but like on this podcast, we, the go podcast, we will. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I believe that's it. Is there anything else you want to say before you wrapped up? No, I think we basically covered it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're more than welcome anytime. And hopefully we can get you on for, um, Maybe close to the playoffs. You never know. If you guys have any funny stories, feel free to text me, and I'll get you on for a quick <laughs> Will do. And uh, thank you again for coming on, and thank you all for listening. We know it's been a long show, but thank you for listening, and thank you, Catherine, again for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yep, no problem. All right, guys, we'll see you next episode. Uh, thank you for listening to the Go Podcast.